You're listening to Jet Nation Radio, the official podcast of JetNation.com. The largest independent fan site in the NFL. Be sure to check out our forums and talk all things Jets with thousands of other diehard Jets fans. Now to get you up to date on all the latest Jets news, notes, and quotes, here are your hosts, Glenn Naughton and Alex Varallo. Good evening, Jet fans. I am Glenn Naughton. This is Jet Nation Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be flying solo tonight. Alex is a little bit under the weather, so it'll just be me. I uh, didn't do last night because wanted to get some uh, wait for, for any response from the Jets from Woody Johnson with the controversy that I'm sure you've all heard of by now or heard about. So apparently Woody Johnson was under investigation as the ambassador over, over here in in, uh, in the uh, U.S. ambassador to the U.K., and he's been accused of a few different things, uh, some something to do with uh, his golf course in Scotland and trying to, you know, did he or did he not try to influence people to get them to move the, uh, I don't even know what it's called. I don't, I don't do golf. British Open, British something, I don't know. Wanted to move it up to Scotland. Um there were reportedly comments made about uh, about blacks, about women, uh, insensitive comments. I think one was uh, something about he was giving a speech and he wanted to know if it was going to be to a bunch of black people, quote unquote. And another was uh, that he was holding meetings in men's only clubs, so women members of the female members of the staff could not attend. So all accusations at this point, is this going to be where there's smoke, there's fire? Or is it going to be, he said, she said, with no corroborating evidence? Is it going to be, I mean, no one knows what it's going to be. You know, we expect it all day. I tweeted out uh, just to clear, not, not to clear up, but just to, I tweeted out, uh, I don't even know who it was. Somebody said, oh, you know, Woody's got to sell the team. Um, and I'd seen an article just a few minutes earlier, and I just kind of browsed. And it didn't it didn't have all the details that the article I read after that had. Um, and I just kind of said, you know, whoever the guy was, I said, you know, imagine being of an idiot saying someone has to sell a team because of an accusation. And then I someone commented on that. And so I went back and read another article and it said something about it, it had a little more detail. And, you know, the surprising thing. And, and this is where I lean toward, you know, there's. Woody clearly said or did something that wasn't appropriate because he, at least according, again, according to the this article that I read, he didn't deny it. He just said this is an honor to serve in this position. He would later tweet out that he hasn't done anything unethical, blah, 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 kind of the standard story. It's what you would expect from anybody. So Woody may have done something that makes him look like an idiot and, you know, makes him, well, worse than an idiot. You know, he, he he could look like a sexist, a bigot, uh, somebody who's abusing his power or or Trump's power, however you want to look at it. So we got to wait and see. I'm a fan of the, uh, you know, due process of, you know, of course we can comment. I mean, when people say we can't comment because due process, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we can comment on it. We're not putting anybody in prison, but it's silly to speculate on, you know, it's silly to pretend that we know more than we do. And, and accusation doesn't mean guilt. 
you know, we've seen in recent years, it seems that uh, the goalposts move depending on who's being accused of what in politics. And whether we like it or not, Woody is politics right now. And so when one party's, per, you know, when, when, when one person has a, a member of their party accused of something, they want due process. When it's someone that's not in their party, they want immediate conviction. Uh, you know, they want, let, let's let's cancel, let's dox, let's fire, let's force resignation, whatever it may be. So if Woody did something, well, again, I believe the investigation is going on right now. I don't know. If he did say anything that is, in fact, racist, I don't think you can force him to sell the team. But maybe the league can pressure him to hand control over to his brother who, I, I mean, I get the impression that he's liked by the team, by, by the players. Woody, that may not be the case, especially now. Jamal Adams wasted no time. And, and this is, you know, what I don't like about this is that I'm, I have no doubt that if this was one of Jamal Adams' teammates, if it was someone on the 53-man roster or a college teammate, anybody, if there was an accusation, Bet my next paycheck that Jamal Adams would be like, well, we got to wait and see. Got to wait for this. Let's get the full story. Let's get the details. Let's find out what happened. Um, and this, uh, you know, we we know Jamal's trying to shoot his way out of town. So it, this may be that he just saw an opportunity. Um, the second the story broke and said, you know, Woody Johnson has been accused of blah 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 blah, inappropriate comments, sexist, racist, bigoted, abuse of power, accusations, investigation. Jamal Adams right on Twitter, you know, this is wrong. We need the right leadership. We need this. We need that. So Jamal Adams convicted him. And I didn't see any other Jets player convict him. I don't, I, I, I it's entirely possible. I missed it. I don't think so. I, I do uh, try to keep up on the, uh, basically everyone on the roster with the, uh, with the, with the Twitter responses. So I didn't see anything from anyone other than Jamal. I saw there was a reporter who said he got a tweet from a Jets player who said, you know, that the the, the roster is seeing, they all want, you know, answers or whatever. Um, I mean, would anyone be surprised if that was Jamal's tweet? I, you know, it's all speculation at this point. If he did something wrong, by all means, let's put Christopher Johnson in charge of the team. If he didn't do anything wrong, I don't really see there's anything you can do. The only caveat will be, you know, as a perception is reality. And if he is cleared of any wrongdoing or saying doing anything appropriate, if the players just don't care and the trust isn't there and they voice their opinion strongly enough to Christopher Johnson, maybe they work something out. But anyway, you know, it's, it's I mean, talk about early on. It literally happened 24 hours ago. Uh, Woody John, and like I said, that was one of the reasons we didn't go live last night. I wanted to give it a couple hours, see if Woody released a statement. By the time he released a statement, it was a little bit late to do a show. So Woody basically said that he, you know, he's he hasn't done anything wrong. That he has acted, you know, he has acted appropriately in his position as the ambassador. And we'll find out. We'll see what this investigation finds. But as I said, we need the right people at the top. Wrong is wrong. It's what Jamal Adams said, uh, which I don't disagree with. But the, the 
part where I disagree is is convicting someone based on an accusation. And people love to do that at the moment. Um, but no one's really good at putting themselves in someone else's shoes. I saw somebody in an interview who was being asked about uh, something controversial. And they said, well, what if someone is accused of such and such? And they were like, yeah, yeah, can't have it. Got to, you know, got to, you got to fire them. You got to do this, you got to do that. And then the interviewer just said, well, what if somebody accused you of that? And they will, oh, well, I would never do that. What if someone accused you of it? Should you be fired? Oh, no, no, because I would never do that. Right, but you just sat here and said that someone else should be fired based on an accusation. But you're now saying if it was to you, well, I would never do that, so I shouldn't be fired. Well, listen, people accuse people of things that don't really happen. So due process. I mean, can we comment on it? Absolutely. But at this point, we're just guessing, you know, pretending more than we do. And if Woody did, in fact, say something that uh, isn't appropriate, then by all means, I hope Christopher Johnson takes over. I mean, I actually hope they sell the team. But let's face it, that's not going to happen. When I hear people say that, sell the team, they should sell the team, this, this guy. And I'm like, would you sell the team under any conditions? Like 32 franchises, you have one of them. Why would you sell the team? a guy who knows you're at the end of the line, a couple years left to live, you know nobody in your family has any interest in running the team, then maybe you sell the team. Any other reason, it's just, you're not going to sell the team. And especially, you know, uh, at this point, especially, you know, well, someone accused you of something yesterday, so you need to sell your NFL football team now. Not not reality. Not going to happen. So, We'll see where it goes in time. It's, uh, you know, it'll play out. I'm sure it'll drag out like most things do. But, uh, you know, and it's only, only the Jets, you know? I mean, here we are. Most insane offseason of all time. Camp is finally about to open up. You're ready to start talking about football, talking about football, and boom, owner gets accused sexist, power abuse, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, come on, man. And and now, now we find out that the league, you know, here we are, we're all fired up, waiting for preseason, waiting for preseason. They said it would be four preseason games. Then they said it would be two preseason games. Now it's zero preseason games. And limited media access for the first time in like five years, four, five, six years, however many years, JetNation.com will not have someone on the sidelines at training camp. We were contacted by the Jets. They look because of COVID, we're we're you know uh, considerably limiting access. You guys aren't going to be on the on the list this year. And I'm honestly, I don't know what's going to happen with the regular guys. I don't know if they're going to have like every other day. For the, for the beat guys, I don't know how they're going to handle that. But uh, so Jet Nation won't be at training camp. There won't be preseason games. And what I saw yesterday, there's talk of the first three weeks of camp being conditioning. Run, lift, run, lift, get in shape, get ready, conditioning. So just as you think the 
slow, boring, mundane offseason is about to end, and you're going to finally have some actual football to talk about. This hits, you know, this hits you like a ton of bricks. And I get it. It's football. There's more important things going on in the world. But, you know, as as I said from the beginning of COVID, like, we need some distractions, man. People are going crazy. People are going out of their minds, cooped up in their homes. Even, you know, people are like, oh, you know, restrictions are lifted in some places. Listen, restrictions can be lifted. But if you if you got some serious things going on, like, like like how how fat are Americans, me included? Like how many how many diabetics are in the state? How many just obes- obesity itself underlying condition? So I, I'll bet you there's a lot of people, even as restrictions are being lifted, they're like, yo, I'm I'm still not leaving the house when there's you know, at least not during peak hours when there's people out. Maybe sneak a walk in the morning before the crowds build up. Maybe go out late at night for a walk, whatever. But people, people are cooped up. People would like to see, have something to, to do, to watch. I even thought about watching baseball today. I, I hate baseball, which is crazy. I used to be a crazy baseball fan. Late 80s, up until about 10 years ago. I'm, maybe 12 years ago, I don't know. I love baseball. Grew up going to Yankee Stadium, taking the D train out to sit in the right center field bleacher. Uh, you know, loved it. Loved it when the Yankees... Some of my favorite memories are when the Yankees sucked. And, you know, before they started winning championships. Watching Don Mattingly, Dave Winfield, and Roberto Kelly, and Alvaro Espinosa. Um, but baseball is basically home run derby now, so I don't watch it. Um, but I, I, today I was like, man, maybe I'll watch a baseball game. But... Um, I don't know. We'll see about that. But you, you, this is my point. You know things are bad when, when someone who doesn't even like a sport, doesn't even like baseball, uh, I'm, I'm kicking around the idea of sitting down and watching a game. So it's some pretty, uh, pretty dire times. And like I said, we need distractions. People need distractions. So hopefully people are able to find them. In terms of the Jets rookies, almost everybody left up. The only guy left on the list is Ashton Davis third-round safety, and that's likely because of needing to complete a physical, which I'm sure he'll be able to do, to do at the facility once he reports, and there's a little bit of confusion there. Uh, Jets rookies were supposed to report, said that uh, it was going to, you know, they were going to have a COVID protocol in place, and then, because, you know, everyone had to get tested, and then the Jets wanted clarification on some things from the league, so they pushed it back, and Guys still haven't reported. But even with, with Ashton Davis having not reported, everybody else signed, sealed, delivered, under contract. Now, what happens? You're the New York Jets. You're Adam Gase. And I asked this on the on the message boards at JetNation.com, which if you're not on the message boards at JetNation.com, uh, you're in the wrong. Go ahead and log in, sign up, join up. JetNation.com, most active Jets message board on the internet. But I pitched the question a few weeks ago. Do you start Makai Becton if he's limited and he's only got a couple starts? Um, or I think I may even said at the time, if, if there is no preseason and he doesn't get any action. And some people felt like, oh, yeah, you just, you know, you just work him in practice. If you feel like he's, you feel like he's ready. 
I'm like, you you got the Bills and the 49ers week one and two. Like, you want him facing Bosa week two, second career start, responsible for Donald's blind side. And he might be able to do it, but you've not seen him do it. Don't know if he can. There was a uh, – I mean, yeah, after they drafted him, I saw a clip of him, uh, you know, beating Joey Bosa in a one-on-one drill at some all-star game type thing. That's hardly enough. You know, it's hardly an accurate measure. I mean, listen, how great would it be day one you start him and he just comes out and dominates from the second he steps on the field? Yeah, we'd all love to see that. But how realistic is it? That's, and then you look at George Fant, who, as I've mentioned, you go back and watch his game from last year against the 49ers, against Bosa, against Nick Bosa, uh, week 17, I believe it was, 16, 17. And he looks fantastic. He really did a good job. So, you know, Fant has played at the pro level. You know, he's played well against elite rushers. The problem with Fant is that you've never seen him do it on a consistent basis for, you know, he's never started six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 games in a row and played 50, 60, 70 snaps. It's, he's just never done it. So is that something you can count on him to do? And if Fant does start at left tackle, then what, what do you do with Beckton? You start him at left guard, so he's so some of the angles are the same. Or do you say, well, look, a tackle's a tackle, you're going to play right tackle for a couple weeks. And then once you flip, you'll flip, or Adoga goes to right, whatever. A few different options there. But the key thing is that for the undrafted guys, for the, the, the low, you know, the, the low round, the late round picks, I mean, they'll, they'll all probably make the roster anyway. Picks make rosters, you know, 99% of the time. Um, but these these undrafted guys, who a lot of us are really looking forward to seeing, aren't going to get that opportunity now that we'd anticipated in terms of getting a chance to impress in the preseason. So, you, you know, I th- the thing that I'm, I'm most interested in finding out in the coming days is what changes, if any, I mean, there will have to be some. Um, is the league going to make to padded practices? How often you're allowed to hit? I saw something earlier. I think it said eight practices, but I think that was a sort of, sort of tentative rumor type thing. I don't think that was etched in stone. If you're Lawrence Cager, you're just trying to make a roster, you know? And he's a guy... You know, we've talked about a fair bit. George Campbell, same thing. Like, if I had to pick one of those guys that I think makes the roster, you know, based on his hands and size, I'm going Cager. Campbell may be a practice squad guy. Cheyenne Carter, another one, undrafted guy. Dominique Davis, the guy we had on the show. These guys aren't, you know, Javelin Guidry. Jared Hilbers, what do you do? You know, we want to see Bryce Huff. We want to know if he's going to be a guy who can get to the passer. A lot of us hope he's he's the guy a guy who can. But now the coaching staff is going to and, and you know we also saw a couple weeks ago there was talk of rosters being limited to what 70 80 what 80 yeah 80 guys instead of 90 which is weird to me. Well, is there actual science behind that? That, yeah, uh, if we have 90 guys, it's this dangerous. If we scale it back to 80, 
you know, studies have shown that 80 is, is, is significantly better than 90. I don't know about that. It just seems like, oh, here's another good round number, 80 instead of 90. Let's knock it back. So now 10 guys don't get a look in camp. I, you got to expand rosters. You have to do it. And, and listen, how are they going to handle this? If somebody gets COVID, somebody in that locker room who's just gone through a whole practice the day before, right? Let's say a guy shows up first thing in the morning for practice one day. He was at practice all day the day before. All he did was go straight home, go to sleep, come right back to the facility, didn't go to any stores, didn't go anywhere in public, didn't meet up with anybody. He comes back, test him the next morning, boom, you got COVID. Well, you know you didn't pick it up between practice and, and, and coming in the next day because you isolated, you didn't go near anybody. What do you do? Do you, do you quarantine a whole team? Do you quarantine the guys whose lockers are next to his? Do you quarantine his position group? I just don't know. And and listen, we don't know how they're going to, you know, how they're going to approach this in terms of mortality rate. You know, this is something I'm waiting to hear from the owners. I, we haven't really yet. But the fact that this thing, the mortality rate for this thing, for, you know, young, healthy people, people sort of, you know, under 40 years old. I don't know how many guys in the NFL are over 40. can't be more than a few, right? 99% of the league is under 40 years old. Mortality rate is 0.2%. I mean, that's, that's nowhere near the, you know, early on when it was, everybody was freaking out, understandably so. I don't know about you guys. I know the, the worst number I saw was they said this, the mortality rate could be 11%. That's like, that's more than one out of 10 people to get it. Damn, you better lock down. You kidding me? Now, now we know it's less than one person per hundred. It's less than half of one person per hundred for for young, healthy people. So our owner is going to look at this and say, look, you know, if you don't have a vulnerable family member at home, then you need to be here because, you know, there are, I'm sure there's a lot more things that, that are more likely to get you, you know, that are, that are higher than 0.2%. And people, I don't know why people are so averse to facts at the moment. I had somebody giving me a hard time because they said, if we're not careful, COVID is going to kill all of us. And they were dead serious. And all I said was, explain to me how a condition that kills 0.2% of young people going to kill 100% of people. And, oh, you don't, you don't care about human life. You're terrible. You're profits over people. Blah, blah. I'm like, no, you idiot. Math. I'm just talking about the mathematics. You literally just sat there and said this thing is going to kill 100% of people. And it kills 0.2% of healthy people. People are nuts, man. Houses too long. They got to get out. Craziness. So what are owners going to say? Are owners going to say, look, if you have a pregnant wife or a vulnerable family member living in your house and you want to opt out and not play this season, fine. If you're a young, healthy person and you only live with other young, healthy people, 
and the mortality rate for those people is 0.2%, you need to be here. And then what happened, you know, my question, I said this on on Twitter the other day, are we going to have enough guys opt out that this becomes like not not only expand rosters, but are we going to see like practice squad level guys on active rosters and maybe even starting? Because as much talk as we're hearing about the amount of progress the league is making, there's some high-profile guys who are who are have a lot to lose. You know, somebody made a good point the other day. One thing we don't know about this this thing: put the mortality rate aside. We don't know the long-term implications on your lungs. I mean, if you're a a 23-year-old running back. 22-year-old running back, and you haven't had your big payday yet, I don't blame you. I don't blame you if you say I'm playing. Like, hey, um, if I get this thing and it jacks up my lungs and I can't play, you know, I'm I'm not the same guy. I just flat out can't play. Um, What do you do? And then, then do you end up with a guy who is a practice squad level guy who's like, listen, or maybe a guy who's not even practice squad level, a guy who might make your practice squad but gets cut, is that guy going to be like, look, uh, this is my one shot to prove myself. I'm young and healthy. I'll take the chance because it might damage my lungs, but if I don't take this chance, then I'm, I'm, I'm out of the league and I'll never get a look again. It's, it's crazy. I, I, I have no idea how this is all going to unfold. It's just not, nothing but uncertainty. In, in the NFL, and now for the Jets because of the Woody situation, which, like I said, it, if, if if situation leads to the Johnsons having to sell, I will not be sad. I will not be sad. I don't think most Jets fans would. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, to speculate on on a uh, an accusation is is foolish. I don't know what, what the league could do if they wanted to force a sale, but we're, we're basically day one to learning of the details of the accusations and who knows how long this can take. And he may step down in the meantime. I mean, he's not, obviously he has stepped aside for his current role, but he could always make it known now, you know, upon return, Chris Johnson's going to run the whole thing. I'm not going to be involved anymore. You know what I said? Could I don't think I don't think he will. I think Woody Johnson, like any other person that owns an NFL football team, whether he did something wrong or not, he's going to force the owners to force him out. And will the owners force him out? Because they're buddies. Good old boy club, right? They say, look, if we're going to start throwing guys out, who's you know, I don't want to get thrown out. And I've been talking about. Bigoted stuff. I'm talking again. Accusations. Are we going to try to force this guy out on some accusations? What if somebody accuses me of something tomorrow? Who was it? Who was the player? There was a player a couple years ago. People were freaking out. Conley, Gary on Conley, the Ohio State corner. Some girl accused him of rape. And people are flipping out. Can't draft this guy. Can't draft him. He's a rapist. He's. A, and I'm like, I don't. It, it was an accusation. I mean, I, I can understand where the uncertainty makes a team like, damn. Look at, look at Colin, Lael Collins a few years ago. 
His name came up in a murder thing. He ends up going undrafted, a seventh round or whatever. Accusations. He hadn't done anything. Got to let it play out. Let it play out and uh, gather the evidence and go from there. But that that's it for us tonight. Short one. Short show, because really, how much time do you want to spend talking about Woody Johnson? How much time do you want to spend talking about another, more time on an unhappy Jamal Adams? And how much time can we spend talking about the fact that training camp is going to be conditioning only for three weeks with limited media access? Uh, bit of a shame across the board. Hopefully some, some more upbeat, more positive stuff to talk about next week. Alex, I know you're not feeling well. Feel better, buddy. Check out our sponsor, Mile Social. If you're running a small business, small, medium, large, whatever it may be, looking for someone to manage all of your social media platforms, whether it's TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, any platform you run that your business needs to help bring customers in your door, go to milesocial.com. That's M-I-L-E, mile, milesocial.com. Check them out now. Get your business running. Have a good night, Jets fans.